Okay. And, Thank uh, you for okay. the intro. <clears throat> Thank you for listening. Hmm. Let me get well, settled um, in here. Thank you. Getting the cords all set. There's a few things we just have to do. <coughs> all right. Clearing everything out. Do you need to do any coughs or uh, sniffles? I took care of that. I'll okay. Tell you. It's better to be prepared than to be sniffling. That's what my grandma always said. Wise woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, this is a podcast that we're doing now. That's right. It's a called Above the <laughs> It's a called... It's called Above the Fold Podcast, and uh, we are two young professionals living in Des Moines. My name is Bree. My name is Josh, and we're here today. Uh, episode 009 is what we're at here, and today we're going to talk about the Facebook. Can't wait to talk about it. Do they still call it the Facebook, or did they drop that about uh, nine years ago? I still call it the Facebook. Okay, me too. Yeah. Old habits die hard. I think it's uh, the proper way to announce the social network, the Facebook. Okay. So uh, we'll talk about the big deal that is Facebook. Okay. And our opinions and some more things that will come later on in the podcast. But what do you always say? Uh, Oh, no. You never know. You always say, but first... But first, a thing that we're doing next, which is, let's talk about the TV show that we like. So um, we're going to talk about Saturday Night Live. Okay. That's right? Yeah. You wouldn't believe it, but Saturday Night Live has premiered for its, not the 10th. Not the 20th. And not the 30th, but the 40th 40th season season ever. Ever. And yeah, we're not lying, folks. Put down your razor blades and your pitchforks, because we're here to stay. Ooh, so sorry I had to go that way. Mm-hmm. Chris Pratt hosted, and if you're a fan of Pratt, then I should hope to shout that you watched on Saturday. By golly, it was a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> He's from the Parks and Recreation TV show. Uh-huh. He is from Guardians of the Galaxy, the summer hit. And he was in a couple other movies that I I blanking on their names. Um, okay, he's a good guy. He is. I thought he did a phenomenal job. Yeah. There were, as I was talking to people about it, a lot of people said, oh, I, "It was okay," or "I heard that it wasn't all that good." Mm-hmm. So I'd like to know who out there has that opinion, and if you would like to come talk to me about your opinion. Okay, uh, I <laughs> I will come talk to you and we'll discuss the the thing I liked about the show is that they uh, well it was funny which is always good for Saturday yeah. Night Live. Mm-hmm. They didn't really try to sauce it up too much for the 40th anniversary because you know they could have gone and been having guest stars popping in for the 40th premiere left and right. And uh, kind of like the the season finale of last season, where you know, right? I mean, Amy Poehler didn't show up, and uh, she would have been a great person to have show up because of her ties with Chris Pratt, right? You'd on think Parks and Recreation. Out of all the people, she would be the one to show up. Yeah. Um, speaking of the fortieth season, though, the anniversary show will be on February fifteenth of two thousand fifteen. 
February 15th. That's right. I um, I will put it in my book. Perfect. Uh, yeah. So that should be a good show. So make sure you tune in yeah. the day after Valentine's Day. Uh, A.D. Bryant, I think she rocked it. She was. I saw a Reddit post um, that someone had mocked up the Saturday Night Live kind of opening credit logo and replaced it with the A.D. Bryant uh, live, mm-hmm. I think. She was apparently in a lot of sketches. I didn't really notice it uh, too much. She was in that um, that uh, a- the ass sketch. <laughs> yeah, the where she mimicked the song Anaconda. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was pretty funny. That was really funny, yeah. Um, she wasn't in some. She wasn't in all of them, but uh, yeah. yeah. Would anyone not get some good screen time? Uh, in my opinion, Kate McKinnon didn't get enough. Okay. And Vanessa Bear. But, you know, they've got a lot of women, so yeah. they've also got a lot of men. So uh, <laughs> what what do you do with that? What do you do with that? Um, but Kate McKinnon was in the promos with Chris Pratt, and by golly, again, I loved that. <laughs> Two by gollies in one night. Write oh, that man. down. We're going to use that. If you want to know what's funny to me, just Kate McKinnon doing her little normal voice, but just... You know, she needs help opening jars of pickles, and Chris Pratt has able-bodied hands, so Absolutely. bring it on. Yep. Anyway, so if, if anything, please uh, make sure you go and, and watch some of the clips from the last weekend's episode. Also, go watch the promos, because I really think that those were some good promos. Excellent promos. But other, other people on the show, though, two new people. Pete Davidson, Michael Che. Oh. Both during the weekend update section. Yeah. Plus a another cameo from Leslie Jones, who's a writer. Yes. <clears throat> but she's a sassy black lady, and everybody loves her. Mm. 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 Pete Davidson, though. Yeah. Really stole the show. Twenty years old. Yeah. Can you even imagine twenty years old being younger on? than us? Four, five years younger than us. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. So. Um, uh, as Tig Notaro would say, first of all, congrats. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Michael Pete. Michael Che, I, he did a, a great job doing he did. an update. He did. He so. was, uh, yeah, so he was a writer, and then he moved to The Daily Show as a correspondent, I believe, mm-hmm. for a time. And now he's on SNL as the co-host of Weekend Update. So he's uh, right. he's on the up and up right now. And he's pretty he's pretty cool. I like him. So you know what comes up this weekend is another episode and mm-hmm. Sarah Silverman will be hosting this weekend. Yeah. Sarah Silverman with musical guest Maroon Five. Believe it or not, she was a writer and a featured player on the show in the nineties. She was a featured player. That's I what they say. That. Huh. I thought she but, was. But uh, she was writer. really what I read was she was not really uh, in that many sketches at all. Yeah, not well and received. Not, none, I believe none of what she wrote got put on uh, actual live show. Mm-hmm. So. so what made her, what has happened since 20 years that has made her famous? She's had various uh, shows and she's just done tons of stand-up. She does stand-up? She had some show on Comedy Central, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, made... But she also went through a time, I think, where things did not go super well for her. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she does a lot of stand-up. Mm-hmm. And then she, I don't know 
if she does stuff with Tig or Amy Schumer. I don't know. But I feel like there's ties there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, I will be tuning in. I don't know about you. <laughs> I hope you will because this is where I come to watch TV. Mm. Mm. I will be here. Okay. Okay. <sighs> yeah, and speaking of being here, um, we're sitting here and we're going to talk about uh, another thing now. And that thing is movies. Mm-hmm. Have you ever wondered, hey, I'm thinking about seeing this movie. Is it any good? You have a couple options. You can go to Rotten Tomato. You can type it in. And it'll give you a tomato tom- tomatometer, tomatometer, and that <clears throat> is a scale from zero to one hundred percent. At a certain threshold, it turns to rotten, and then you know, nah, it's not not feeling it. Um, or you can ask a friend, but friends can be unreliable. Third option, just ask Bree and Josh to give you their fully fledged scientifically proven movie review scale. Should I tell you about the movie review scale? Please. Okay. Please. Please tell me. Um, this is a, a new rating scale hot off the markets. <laughs> um, so here's how we do it. There are four categories that we're going to apply to a movie that we just saw, and we're going to rate it, and then we're going to give it a scale on A to F. Okay. A to F. Typical grade grade school uh, grades, right? Sure. And just so we understand <clears throat> the A to F actual grade, what, what we're coming to at the very end of this review, uh, A is awfully great. B is basically good. C could have used more sauce. D, dog crap. F, <laughs> F it. Kay. F it. Okay. <laughs> so A is... Uh, Awfully, Awfully great. great. <laughs> Awfully great. Awfully great. B is basically good. Mm-hmm. C is... Could have used more could sauce. Could have used more sauce, naturally. D is... Dang it! No. Dog crap. Dog crap. And F is... F it! With a just a just, tinge of angry Minnesotan woman. <laughs> just a tinge. Just a tinge. Okay. I'm down. Let's hit this on the head. Okay. With Hammer, here we are. The four categories we're going to review. Uh, first, religion slash politics. I feel like you can lump that one just into one category. Okay. You don't need to separate no, that. same thing. Second is girth. Third is sexiness. <laughs> Fourth is hunger. Okay. The movie we are reviewing is The Skeleton Twins. The Skeleton Twins, starring... And five, four, three, two, one. I really thought the Skeleton Twins was an excellent look at society today and the treatment of mentally ill people, uh, mental diseases, and family issues. If you're going to see this movie, remember, it's a drama first, and just pieces of comedy slipped in there. Don't go expecting to see Stefan and the Target Lady hacking it out in a small suburban town and in a swimming pool, because you're not going to enjoy that. And yes, I can confirm the lip sync scene is delightful, and I think you're going to like it. So you're going to have to wait to get to that scene in the movie, which should come probably about halfway through. Do not ask the real operator to fast-forward it. It does make everyone in the theater angry. Bree. So uh, Skeleton Twins stars Kristen Wiig and Bill Hader. Let's start with religion politics. Okay, religion slash politics. Uh... This is a tough one. Um, 
we see a, a little bit of religion in there with the mom is a pretty spiritual slash motivational speaker lady right she is yeah but she's not a good mom not a good mom so uh for politics we'd put that uh lower dog crap dog crap for that religion yeah so religion and politics we've got a d for dog crap okay girth girth now can you explain this category i feel like just the the width just what <laughs> what are we doing with the width it could be it a, does, can we fit it around just a, a the waist of a t- of a tangy minnesotan woman okay, <laughs> uh yeah i would say so the movie is uh girthy perfect frothy uh definitely um there's a lot of stuff going on at the same time that that could contribute to girth sness i would give it a basically good for girth i would say so i was thinking a b how about sexiness Ooh. was there anything going on there was down there there was a little uh sauciness uh down in the old uh, nether regions uh during the movie there's Just... a guy with a neck tattoo if that does anything for mm-hmm. you so harness up your britches because this movie gets uh, basically, basically good, good. <laughs> for sexiness. Okay. Hunger. Were you hungry? <laughs> I uh, The Skeleton Twins <clears throat> hunger. Let's. All right. Let me just talk about this. I had a bucket of popcorn during this whole movie, so I was not hungry. Um, there was some food in the movie. Uh, they, they drank a lot of wine. They did. Uh, Kristen Wiig, her character, mm-hmm. she uh, pours her glass of wine, and she just keeps pouring and pouring and pouring. Yep. I think they call that a country club pour. They do. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. And did you teach me that? Uh, I believe Emily did. Yeah. Oh, yes. Emily. Here's a mini shout-out to Emily. Hey, Emily. Thanks for listening. country club pour. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, what do we say for hunger? Uh, I was going to go with... Um, could have used more sauce. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Definitely. Since we are and talking about food. <clears throat> sauce. Uh, the, the sauce, you could always use more sauce. I don't know why I'm taking notes. Well, I think we're going to go through here and review and then do an review overall the average. Yes. Oh, that's right. Okay, so uh, we got a D, B, B, and a C. So that's a solid, uh, is that a B minus or C plus yeah. average? Yeah, B minus C plus, which, you know, sure. I guess that, that is the, the movie review. Yeah. This is how the experts do it. I asked Bree, Bree, would you go see this movie again afterward? And she was like, not tonight. Not tonight. <laughs> it's not a casual watching movie. I think once is good in the theaters, and then uh, just after that, maybe while you're hanging out yep. on, on, in the background. Yep. Uh, and for your information, I, I would go see certain movies multiple times in theaters. Like Bridesmaids, I saw that three times. Oh my gosh. And I've seen it many times outside of the theaters. Mm-hmm. So big, big wig fan. Big wigs.
tell you what. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, speaking of big wigs, the bosses upstairs are telling us we got to take a break. Okay, boss. Okay, boss. Okay, boss. Uh, we'll be right back. Jody Kern says she will make the best sixth grade class president because she knows what the students want. But we highly doubt that because all she does is cut in line. For example, she cut in the lunch line today and claimed she could because she was royalty. But you know what? She ain't. We checked her bloodlines and there is no royalty in the blood. And you can thank science for that. Quit voting for those who cut in line. Let's cut Jody out. This message paid for by Drew Draley for 6th grade class president. And welcome back to Above the Fold podcast. I am Bree. I am Josh. Today is a very special day. Why is that? Because today we're doing a new segment. <laughs> Please introduce that segment. Okay. Well, the segment is called What's the Deal with That? Uh, <clears throat> I did something weird my, with my voice when I was introducing it just now, so I'm going to say it clearly. What's the deal with? What's the deal with? And then we don't have a that on the end. <laughs> Because then we, the that is the we, thing Yeah, we, we replace the that with whatever we want to talk about. So, uh, this is a very special segment because it is a musical segment. Mm. Uh, also spoken word at times. So, uh, we're just going to go for it. Uh, the this, this segment today is... Talking about pumpkin spice lattes. What's the deal with pumpkin spice lattes? And here we go. And one... Two, three, three. Oh. Pumpkin spice lattes What is the deal with them? We wonder what they're doing all day In the stores and the coliseums Pumpkin spice lattes Everybody wants to buy them But there's not even pumpkin in them it's just some spice. So get over yourselves already. Get over yourselves already. Pumpkin spice lattes today. Other things you could make with pumpkin spice. Um, a nice soup. Okay, so why don't you try that? Get off the latte binge and just do a soup. You can share it with people and uh, have them over, and then you can play cards. Cards are a perfectly fine thing to do with your pumpkin spice latte today. Just play some cards in the room with your friends and drink regular coffee. It's okay to not have latte with a pumpkin spice all day. Okay. That was great. And that's... What's, what's the, the deal, deal with? with? Well, that's <laughs> what we uh, we know about pumpkin spice lattes and how they are uh, affecting our culture and our environment and the health of our children. 
Uh, I also wanted to just remind everyone that Tucker T is in the house. Welcome, Tucker T. Come on up to the plate. If you like golden retrievers, I think you might like Tucker T. And uh, Josh, you have a couple goldens too. I do too. Uh, uh, there's uh, their names are Sullivan, male. Uh, Coda, female. Perfect. Yes. And they have uh, never met Tucker. They've never met Tucker. I don't know what would happen if they met Tucker. I think Tucker would be very nervous around them. They would be very friendly and say, hey, let's play, dude. Um, Tucker would be like, mom, mom, mom. And uh, we would never get anything done. It, it could very well go that way. Yes. He is a weirdo. He gets little anxiety bits. But, you know, if we put him in a fenced-in backyard, maybe it will just work. Yep. We'll see. Time will tell. Okay, we are going to take our last little break, and then we're going to come back and talk about the Facebook. Facebook. Drew Draley, class president or class clown? We've had one year with Drew at the reins of the class presidency, and one year is too long. Just last week, Drew threw rocks at Jessica on the playground. That's right, our picture-perfect class president is nothing more than a schoolyard menace. Jessica didn't even do anything to him. Jessica is just one of us. She's been through enough. This November, when you're going to the polls, remember that our sixth grade class has been through enough. It's not time to give Drew Draley a promotion. It's time to kick him out of school. This message paid for by Jody Kearns for class president. Blop, blop, bobbity, blop. Welcome back to Above the Fold Podcast. Uh, today we're talking about Facebook. I'm Josh. And I am Bree. Facebook. What is it? How is it? And where is it? Let's start out with a where. Facebook you can find on a browser, on a telephone, on a tablet. Or on the back of your hand. That's Facebook for you. Okay. I don't know. Um, Facebook has changed a lot since the dawn of time when it started. Mm-hmm. And I use Facebook a lot differently than when I used it back in high school days. I don't know about you, but back in the day, I... Uh, was not super into social media, so it actually took me a while to even start up a Facebook account. And once I got a Facebook account, it was this rush to get friends and to add photos and to uh, fill out your profile and your information and your likes. And uh, Facebook has evolved immensely since that time and so I feel like the purpose of Facebook today is so different than what it was back in the day because there were all these little apps that you could install to your page and that you could like personalize your page with those things yeah and then I feel like people filled out their profiles more and wrote about their likes and their interests and filled out favorite quotes and today, all that stuff is pretty much stripped from my profile. Yeah. And uh, I, I have, like, all my TV shows that I like. I have all those listed. But those are so buried in my profile information that you don't see those unless you actually 
like dig in there and look for them. Yeah. And then it's like, what are you doing, buddy? You're that interested in me. Okay. Okay. Well, I I, I started the Facebook in uh, high school. I remember the day, actually, my uh, high school classmate, Lisa, who I ended up working with in my first out-of-school job, out-of-college, uh, she was like, have you got a Facebook account yet? And I'm like, no, I have MySpace and MSN Messenger. I don't need anything else. And I thought Facebook was for college kids. But she's like, no, they just opened it up to high schoolers. So thus began my relationship with Facebook. I didn't even have MySpace. You didn't like, have I MySpace? I was totally anti-social media. Really? Okay. I was like, I'm not wasting my time with that crap. Yeah. And then look at where I am today. I, you were... I'm like always connected to things because yeah. I manage stuff. Yeah. We can talk about always being connected to a little bit later, but um, there's like the big difference was Facebook was, you know, cleaner, more professional, more cool. Yeah. Than, and than there was MySpace. no presence of like businesses and brands. Mm -hmm. And now it's just totally almost run by those things. Right. You feel like you're the secondary user to the whole social network because you're following your favorite brands. You're reading news articles. I mean, some people, the only way they learn about anything is from their Facebook news feed. Well, the the big thing I think Facebook had to do was, they, I mean, from the get-go, they were trying to not be MySpace. MySpace was letting users color their profiles and put a bunch of <laughs> hacky JavaScript in, which let, you know, bad things happen. And um, it was very much like... Uh, a little bit out of hand and obviously MySpace failed pretty much it's it's tried to make a comeback but it, it was pretty much unsuccessful mm -hmm. um, so Facebook was the cool new thing and, and after 10 years you can't stay cool and new for very long um, you also have to start making money and I mm -hmm. think that's probably why we're seeing uh, so much commercialization and businesses in Facebook now do you think Facebook's cool anymore I still think it's cool, um, but it's it's definitely cool in a different way for me. Uh, the way I use it is much different. I primarily just use it to stay in touch with people. I, I don't share all that much in my profile, whereas before, you know, it was always like when you're in college on Sunday night, it was always looking at tons of photo albums of people, you know. I always kind of felt like it was a popularity contest yeah. that I was always losing. Yep. Um, and and then in a way today, you know, for the younger audience, it, it is, you know, these people that are in middle school uh, today have accounts and it's crazy. And, um, and then even the, the audience, uh, our, our parents age, and yeah. our grandparents are on it. Mm -hmm. Your grandma's on it mm -hmm. a lot. She's pretty active, and she comments on stuff and posts stuff. Yeah, and, but I and I feel like all the time I have conversations like, well, am I? You know, my mom might say, "Am I supposed to like this?" And I say, "No, you don't have to to like everything." So the actual way that they use Facebook, they don't completely understand mm -hmm. um, how to use it. Right. But it but it's interesting, and I think that. Um, as our parents started to gain access and start creating accounts to Facebook, all of a sudden 
for people our age, we became concerned about our privacy and, oh my gosh, we have all these photos up. Do I want, you know, my, my mom's on there, my dad's on there. Do I need to be their friend? Are they going to look at my photos and say, it doesn't look like you're studying or, you know, yeah. whatever a college age person may uh, worry about. Right. Critiques, uh, yeah. you know, from your parents. Right. I think uh, it has lost a sense of cool since starting and I think that's okay because I think every service kind of does. Um, the, it's just, I mean, the nature of it that they're, all your parents are there and everyone you, you know, we're trying to kind of be cool and be away from are there with you now. Uh, and I, I don't know where the statistics lie, but I hear that people, you know, younger people are moving over to Snapchat and um, Instagram more because that's kind of their own, you know, their circles thrive in the, those areas instead of on Facebook now where your parents and grandparents are. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just thinking, though, like going through college, Facebook, what a like <laughs> what a tool that was in my social life. Because can you imagine going through college without Facebook? Oh, yeah. Like if you were to redo your college. Much harder. Because you can, like, learn someone's name at, in a class or at a group and then go home right away instantly and then within five seconds be able to see if they're on Facebook, look up their entire, like, where they went to school, where they live, what mutual friends you have, if they're in a relationship, some of their photos. You can request to be their friend. So you essentially, you know, it puts a an actual status on your friendship whereas before you and I could be like friends that we saw at class once a week and maybe sometimes on the weekends or something like that but you know it's you're not really committed right and too like you know going into college it can be a fairly scary time for people there was I think for every college probably tons of groups that you could join prior to going to college and then within that group, you see people's profiles. And I had people friending me before I even met them. And then it's like you get to college and you see someone and you're like, I am Facebook friends with that person, but I have never shook their hand or yeah. I never talked to them. That was this a is awkward. Feeling. What do I do? Mm-hmm. That happens a lot with me with Twitter, actually, these days and not so much Facebook anymore. But um, Twitter, you follow people and it's like, oh, yeah, I saw them in person now. But mm-hmm. um Let's talk about how we use Facebook now. And I would say mm-hmm. I would use I use it a lot differently than I used it in college and before college. Um, I don't post very much on it anymore. I maybe post maybe one thing a week or every other week uh, as it comes down. Um, I usually I, I don't really post my train of thought statuses anymore I never did that much but I mean that was just a thing I'm so excited for this weekend here's what's gonna happen here's my journal of the day um, I think that some of that comes with like just understanding the medium a little bit better and knowing what your audience cares about <laughs> and um, I don't know I so I, I rarely post stuff and I, it's mainly me getting tagged in photos and um, and looking at other people's lives. How about you? Yeah, uh, probably pretty similar to that. I mm-hmm. mean, and yeah, I was never really one to do a lot of just self posts, but I might I might have 
back in the day might have written like excited to go to i see for the weekend and see my dog yeah you know i would have done something like that but i've never been like uh i've had the best weekend ever so blessed all my family friends xoxo and you know yeah. tag everybody yeah in that post I, I don't i don't know i'm i i'm too i think i want my life to be private even yeah. though i'm on this like public platform mm -hmm. you know so i i don't want to share tons of stuff but i think i use it to communicate with people that i don't normally uh, communicate with on a regular basis and I think every once in a while I'll, I'll upload a photo just to show people that this is what I look like now. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Look how big I'm getting. Oh, no, you're getting <laughs> so big. Uh, I was just thinking, I went to Seattle, you know, recently for my vacation, and um, I didn't really post any, I still haven't posted any pictures from that trip. I didn't really document that at all on facebook or really twitter even do you feel like you were supposed to do that or you had to i feel like a lot of people do but i almost feel really good that i didn't because i feel like i would instead of sitting at my phone for the 30 seconds or minute it would have taken me to type out a post and choose the picture and edit it and it's like well what am i getting out of that i'm just showing people where i am it's like well yeah what's the like well, and then if you go through all that work and nobody likes your content, yeah. I think we all have that feeling of, oh my gosh, nobody liked this. Did mm -hmm. nobody click on it? Was all this time wasted for me putting into this? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what you would call that, but it's like that that rut, that feeling that you get when you see that, oh, I have a new like on Facebook. Yeah, it's a I, what is, weird. I don't know what that's called, but sort of there's a scientific term for it. Mm -hmm. And we all get that feeling when you get a notification on your phone or you're on your computer and you see that somebody has commented on something. It's like, oh my gosh. And that's, I think, where our generation will just drop everything to check and see what that is. Because we're just so invested in our devices mm -hmm. and our social medias. If, if an alien race wanted to take over the world, take over our generation, all they would have to do is come down and plant a message or something and infect all of our networks and make notifications go off all at the same time everyone would check their phones and like be like oh why isn't facebook refreshing i have like three notifications what is this and yeah and i think you'd be pretty po'd po'd t-o'd meanwhile the aliens could come down shoot you all or put you to sleep because everyone's going to be looking at their phone and everyone is like, well, most people are just, it's almost a physical reaction to check notifications and all that stuff. And I think that a lot of that started with Facebook. I don't, yeah. I don't think it did so much with email, but it, definitely with Facebook because it was more of a social notification. And it's like a more frequent thing. Mm -hmm. Well, I another big thing of Facebook too is probably relationships because it gave you you know shyer quiet people like me the ability to stalk people or look at other people and or at least figure out who they were on their own time and a big advancement in that too was the Facebook messenger you could do mm -hmm. messages on Facebook I still it's so weird I still remember the morning that they enabled messenger on Facebook because I was visiting my friend Andy and um, I woke up in his dorm room and logged on to Facebook and saw that I had a little 
little green symbol and I could chat with somebody. So I just chatted a random guy in one of my classes I didn't even ever talk to. He's like, can you read this? He's like, yeah, this is cool. Um, but I mean, now it's like, it's having, it's essentially like having the phone number of every, every person in your contact list. It's so easy to just start a conversation with somebody. Also a bummer for people who are annoyed by other people who want to constantly talk to them. Mm-hmm. But there are ways around that. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a pretty good move, I think, by Facebook to bring in some messaging software mm-hmm. directly into the platform because who doesn't like being able to do multiple things by just logging in once? Right. So Absolutely. then, you know, get rid of AOL Instant Messenger. I don't know anybody who uses that anymore, but mm-hmm. I am slapping my dog's back. Just for he kicks. is coming under the table. Well, should we talk a little bit more about the business aspect? Since a lot of Facebook now is just the fact that we, um, I mean, have interactions with companies through Facebook and ma- monitoring and managing Facebook feeds for companies. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if either of our jobs directly involve us posting to social media for a company. Um, mine has a little bit here and there, and then. I'm doing it for the uh, essay itself, um, although I'm trying to remove myself mm-hmm. from that a little bit. But um, I have had clients before I posted. I think the main thing is just uh, it's a totally just a content-driven strategy, and the 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 better your posts are, the better the content ideas, the more engaging they are. I mean that's what's going to help the client get their brand message out and whatever they're trying to achieve via their social media account. But I, I don't know. Social media is a, is a tough one to, I think, put dollars and cents to like, what uh, is my ROI Mm -hmm. from this? So uh, I don't know what uh, you have to say about that, but I, I think that it needs to just be an integrated strategy and it's not going to, directly bring you sales but it's going to help do that in some way right it's very weird social media and like trying to i mean getting people to pay for social media it varies greatly um people will pay for a website because they know it's a thing someone makes and hands over but um you know how do you convince someone to say you need to don't invest a lot of time and money into social media because it's important yeah. You won't directly see it in your sales probably, but it's still like important. Yeah. And, you know, it's more than just, uh, okay, I created a Facebook account. I should be getting lots of likes now. I mean, there's a lot of other factors that go into it. And a lot of times your brand equity, if, if you're not well known and, you know, customers don't typically favor you, yeah, you're probably not going to get a lot of engagement on your page. So then you have to work on that and then drive people to go on and like your page so they can start seeing your content and getting to know you and whatever your products or services are and hopefully do business with you. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a fully, it should be a fully integrated strategy, just like anything else in advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, don't put all your marbles in it, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, because people have changing behaviors all the time and just because you put something out there doesn't mean that that the one right person is going to see it because of the way newsfeed goes yeah speaking of which speaking of it's it, become much more as they say pay to play these days facebook yeah. uh, changed its algorithm quite a bit 
so that I mean you're not seeing every single piece of content that is posted from your contacts uh, it smartly filters everything out which is totally makes sense otherwise stuff would just be flying by all the time so it, uh, it will only show a portion of your content to a portion of your users uh, if you're a Facebook page but the kicker is that you can pay to have it show up a little bit more mm-hmm. called a promoted post correct yeah and uh, that's a big part of Facebook's monetization strategy um, is to charge people to have their posts show up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it used to be as easy as posting, but now you need to consider paid uh, sponsored ads uh, on Facebook and um, what posts you would like to do that for. Um, you can also do mobile like install ads for apps. Uh, those are a big part of the, the Facebook game now. Um, a lot of stuff to consider yeah. as a business. Yeah, newsfeed is always going to be changing too. So that's the that's the strategy today, I would say. Pay to play. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as Facebook goes too, it's like you don't want to spend... If you're going to do social media, don't just put it all on Facebook unless you know for sure that your demographic is there on Facebook with a huge community. Spread it out among, like, I mean, Twitter, you can do ads, and we could talk about that some other time, but um, Twitter is like, I don't know. You could spend money there, the other social media, Google AdWords. Like, I would spread it out because not you can't trust any one of these social media platforms to be around forever. Right. And then I think at the end of the day, you know, tie it back to your website and make sure that whatever the message is, that it's consistent Mm -hmm. all across the board. Yeah. That's... uh, Those those are the tips for you. The tips for Facebook. Do you have any comments or questions about Facebook? Email us. Um, is Is it ever going away? Can you answer that? Is something else going to replace it? That's a good question. Uh, can you here's another I'll answer your question with a question Ron Swanson technique it like it's like what happens to a chicken when you take its head away <laughs> okay sorry go on uh, in 20 years when you're a parent and your kid is a teenager or whatever and is, is your stuff going to be still available on Facebook for your kid to... Because you can scroll through the news feed and go to 2012, 2014. Yeah. Are, are they going to be able to see what you did that year in your pictures and the awkward yeah, posts you did? Yeah, if I keep everything, if I don't delete anything. That is, it's so weird to think that kids will be able to go back and look at, look back on the past of their parents and grandparents. Like, if I could go back to the 1930s and you know look at the imaginary facebook that my grandparents would have had that would be so fascinating yeah but i'm sure it would be also just like really odd just the posts that they did and thoughts they had yeah so if it is still around in in that amount of time that's really neat but i have a feeling that it's not going to be around forever i just a feeling i don't think anything like this can last that long but it has had a profound effect on the world i think too it has so maybe it is gonna last yeah they've done a movie about it they you know so it's forever <laughs> in time lost in new york home alone too the beatles okay uh 
That's all I have to say about Facebook. How about you? That's all I have to say about Facebook. How about you? That's all I have to say about Facebook. How about you? Thank you. Thank you. Um, that will do it for episode nine of Above the Fold podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, you know where to find us. Yep. And we just, we just need to order another mic. Yep. So bring uh, bring fresh pair of pants and we'll get going. Change of clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, catch us next time and uh, have a great, just great day or morning or weekend, wherever you're at. Goodbye. Stay above the fold. <laughs>